You are listening to a Stat Media Group production. This is Cargo Masterminds presented by Cargo One. This is an exclusive one-to-one weekly interview series with leaders from the world's leading air cargo and logistics companies. It is Monday and it is time to catch up with the new Cargo Mastermind with your host, Reggie John. When Chris Chapman and Mike Freeborn established Chapman Freeborn in 1973, it all began with a shared passion for aviation and a unique business opportunity to market Alaska International Air's fleet of Hercules freighter aircraft. Fifty years later, the aircraft charter specialist is bigger, more global, and very well diversified. In 2019, Chapman Freebone was acquired by Avia Solutions Group, a global aviation holding company with subsidiaries engaged in aircraft maintenance, pilot training, ground handling and fueling, aviation IT solutions and business aviation. My guest today is a leader with several years of experience in charter business, working with Lufthansa Cargo and Cargolex in the past. He was appointed the CEO of Chapman Freebone a year after Avia Solutions Group acquired the company, replacing long-serving Rusi Bartliwala, who was promoted to be the company's chairman. Today's cargo mastermind is Eric Erbacher, the chief executive officer of Chapman Freeborn. Eric took charge of the company right in the midst of a global pandemic and at a very interesting time in the history of Chapman Freeborn. More than two years into his current job, Eric joins me to discuss Chapman Freeborn, the growth plans under the new ownership, current market conditions, and the trends that influence charter demand. Eric, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. So good to have you. Reggie, welcome. And of course, welcome and hello to everyone and welcome to join this uh, special occasion. As you mentioned, Reggie, you know, yes, I'm extremely excited, I have to say, because uh, we are this year, we are, as you know, we are celebrating our 50th anniversary of our aviation company. And that is for us is a, just is a remarkable milestone in our company history. And for half a century now, we have been flying high to deliver bespoke quality services for all our clients and partners. Thank you again for having me. Eric, this is your second stint at uh, Chapman Freeborn uh, and right now you are the CEO of the company. If you were to pick some important milestones of Chapman's 50 years journey, what would they be? Of course, there are a couple of milestones looking back now. Let's say, I would say um, the first milestone is probably the year 1981 when we branched out from our UK central office into Germany, though the uh, economic powerhouse of Europe. So we opened up an office in uh, Frankfurt, 1981. Then followed by 2004, when we opened up our first uh, office in China, in Beijing. Now we operate four offices in uh, China. So Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen, and also Hong Kong. Then 2006, we tried to expand our portfolio. So we bought OBC, onboard career services, 2014. We bought Intractor Global, so these are the specialists offering uh, life animal transportations globally. Then in uh, 2015, we acquired a minority stake in Magma, 
And by 2020, just right after I rejoined, we uh, increased the stake to 100%. So we were buying the remaining 25%. Now, Magma is 100% own control, white body freighter management company. And as you mentioned, 2019, we have been bought by AHG, though the, the powerhouse in the aviation sector, comprising of many uh, service elements. And then 2019, we bought a small niche partner in the market called Agris Logistics. This company operates a true small Dornier 280 aircraft. They are based in Germany and they do not fly aircraft, they just fly on demand. So especially serving the automotive industry throughout Europe, but also the northern belt of Africa. And then this is our current, my, I would say, major milestones. And of course, we are all planning moving forward. 2023 is the 50th anniversary of Chapman Freeborn. How did you celebrate and how do you keep the celebration going on for the rest of the year? We start, you know, already we started celebrating already in Munich. So uh, we just used the opportunity to invite around 200 customers to and also colleagues of us worldwide and then we were just celebrating ourselves our clients you know because without our clients we couldn't be there where we are at the moment right and throughout the year we have several surprise events planned unfortunately i cannot mention it now because it's a surprise and uh, we have different formats planned especially in uh, the month of september so uh, in due time we will announce it but first of all we have to make sure that our people really getting this as a surprise yeah but we will use this year also to celebrate us but to stay fully focused on the business, of course, you know. Eric, as the CEO, what is your vision for Chapman in the mid to long term? And how do you want to grow this company? Yeah, you know, we claim ourselves to be the most experienced aircraft charter solutions provider globally. And we are now 50 years uninterruptedly in the market, always producing profit. That shows already that obviously the business model which we are running is pretty resilient. Despite any business cycle we went through, right? And we are ambitious. We would like to stay ahead of our competition as we move forward, right? If you would ask me directly what's your vision for the group, I would say, I will say, we want to be in the mindset of our clients. We want to be the most entrusted air capacity boutique, the capacity solution provider in the mindset of our clients. So whatever they have a logistics need or a capacity need, automatically Chapman Fluence should come up first into their mind, right? Of course, we are always staying in a competitive environment. That's fine. But hopefully we are still in the mind of our clients to be the number one, you know, for their solutions needed, right? We are utterly, and we should stay utterly customer driven. I hope we continue to be the most customer driven aviation company in the sectors where we are competing, right? We should contain our entrepreneurial spirit because as you know, our business is hard to predict as we move forward because we cannot really predict any crisis or any shortage on capacity or supply chain constraints. So we have to take it as it comes and then serve as fast as possible the most appropriate solution to the client. So we work on uh, strategic priorities like uh, focusing on that where we are strong at and getting stronger on, on our core segments. Also, um, increasing our workforce worldwide because, you know, our assets are not really the aircraft. Our assets are our people, right? We are a people company. So we have to make sure that our people will grow. We have a, we call it the 2030 plan in place. And we religiously, stringently, we follow that plan. We want to triple our size in terms of revenues. We want to triple our size in terms of workforce. We want to have very increased geographical footprint as we move. We find already our organization designed to be more customer oriented. You know, we took the whole globe and then instead of serving the globe, let's say centrally out of uh, UK mainly or, or Germany, we have now four 
global regions. They are all run by a very talented president and they run their own PLs. So in a way, we steer now four PLs worldwide across all the product lines we are operating, whether it's cargo sector, including Magma, including Arcosia, including cargo brokerage, or on the passenger side, including business aviation, uh, commercial uh, aircraft. So that's all under the PL of the respective president. So looking forward, I think we will be stronger and stronger as we move, but we also know that the environment is changing and we have to adjust. And I think this is the secret of our company. We were always able to adjust to brief as the business development or as the economic development was kicking in. Yeah. So we always adjusted ourselves. So and we stood successful and we will stay successful. So we are in a very good momentum at the moment, including our shareholder, ASG, Avia Solutions Group which give us a lot of bandwidth uh, for our plans in the future. Diversification has been central to Chapman and that has really helped the company grow substantially over the years. Uh, going forward, what will be some of the new areas where Chapman would like to grow through mergers and acquisitions? That's a, that's a, that's a good question, a very direct question. Of course, because of the sensitivity, I would like to ask you for your understanding, Reggie, you know that we cannot or that I cannot expect too much into details. But, you know, based on our 2030 plan, which you know now, now we keep on religiously, right? A substantial portion is based on successful M&A activities, right? So we determined ourselves a global strategy for all our business segments where we are currently in and where we will be in in the future, like ACMI leasing, for example, is a core focus of our company. I suggest we have now the best talented ACMI team on board worldwide. It may happen, for example, uh, that we receive a dedicated body passenger aircraft and that from the group, from our shareholder, and then we market this aircraft worldwide, you know, on ACMI basis. So as our strategic logic, every um, M&A target, of course, must meet our determined uh, expected value creation. Uh, otherwise, we would not go into it. But we cannot grow within the next few years that fast uh, without any M&A activities. So we are we need M&A activities. Yeah. But again, well, we select very carefully. Thank God we have a great M&A team uh, in the Avia Solutions Group. So we work very closely together in identifying uh, potential targets and then also following that up and then taking decisions like with Acrosair, for example. This was a joint a mutual work between ASG and Japan Freebond, you know, to select this partner and then uh, to decide, yes, we will acquire this company. And I see uh, by this year, but probably more into the next uh, one and two years that we here will have a lot of success in buying additional companies who fit our strategic purpose. Eric, uh, from the corporate boardroom, let's uh, step out into the market conditions and market outside. Uh, what are the, some of the specific trends that you observe in the global cargo charter market, given that 2023 brought its own set of challenges after two years of supply chain disruptions on account of the pandemic. Yeah, that's a, yeah. we went through a lot of changes, in particular over the past uh, three years now. You know, As you know, 2023 is probably the first uh, post-pandemic year. And uh, I would say we are an increasingly uh, difficult operating environment. You know, the pandemic, I would say, had its own set of rules. And as you know, it was earmarked by uh, thousands of grounded wide-body passenger aircraft and the supply of Russian builds uh, roll on, roll off. Antonov 1-4, Antonov 2-5, Edition 76 aircraft, they have been crowded. Actually, they collapsed, not being available to supply the market anymore because of the, the sanctions imposed. The impact for us was uh, we lost overnight. We lost a $100 million market in the outside cargo market based on Russian aircraft. That is gone and probably for the foreseeable future because there's no alternative aircraft which can compete with the Russian Antonov issues with these roll-on-roll-off capabilities, unfortunately. 
So that's a reality, right? We have to deal with a second point of the pandemic, which was very special for the pandemic, was uh, to convert, let's say, a passenger aircraft into freighters called craters, right? We also did in 2021 more, almost $100 million turnover. That has gone probably forever, right? So that means we need to just, we need to readjust year by year ourselves, our organization, you know? And on top of that, we always are surrounded by geopolitical uncertainty, whether it's now the Ukraine-Russian war, whether it's tension in the Asian area, as you all know, you know, broader, there's broader macroeconomic uncertainty, high inflation rates, thank God, they going down now, that's good for our industry. We see also aggressive, well-funded competition is coming more and more, right? And the uh, consolidation of the carbon market is just continuing and is getting more speedy. If you look back, you know, the, the top, if you take the top, the market share of the top 10 uh, forwarders, maybe in, I think in uh, in 2007, it was 40, 40% or so, but what the top 10 owned, owned on market share, 29 was 44, 2090 was 44%. And 2025, we assume is well above 55%. That's a reality, right? The, the consolidation is mainly driven by the well-known, you know, shipping companies, by the well-known global forwarders. And that's a development which we see in which we will also calculate for our own development as we move, right? Do you expect to see more consolidation in the forwarding industry and uh, the emergence of super forwarders? We see basically the shipping companies like MERS, like CMA, CGM, like Hapat Lloyd, like MSC. They were very aggressive in uh, acquiring global forwarders to expand their portfolio. They had deep pockets, of course. They still have deep pockets. So this will change probably the markets for the upcoming years. That also means for ourselves, you know, that our clients are also changing because our clients are also now these big shipping companies, right? That's going to change, yeah. Eric, how significantly do current market conditions where there is a contraction in demand and pressure on yield impact your cargo charter business? We also see that our charter business is declining in the post-COVID post-COVID phase where we are now currently, right? That's one thing. So we are in the club of all the others. Um, on the other hand, I see uh, that our strategy of diversification is just bearing fruits because, you know, 50% of our business, of our Chapel Freeborn Group's business, actually is based on our entities and our companies we bought in the past, like Magma, like uh, Acrosia, like OPC, like Intratco. So these business segments actually are doing very well. The yields are in order. So from that point of view, I think we have a very good breathing portfolio to balance this typical cycle now in the post-COVID phase, where we see partially overcapacity like in Asia, where we see uh, yields dropping uh, below any ratio. Uh, if you look now what's happening between China and Europe or China and US on the Trans-Pacific, the rates are offered currently cannot even cover the DOC dry operating cost of the uh, freighters, right? So that's unreal, but it's happening. And with our breathing portfolio, I think we can counter-steer very well this development. So I'm happy that we have this broad portfolio to balance out changes in the market. Eric, tell us uh, briefly about 2019. Chapman was acquired by AVS Solution. And how do you intend to, as a CEO, how do you intend to leverage the AVS Solutions ownership really scale your business operations globally? Joining forces with the AVS Solutions Group gives us, the Chapman Freeman Group, just greater level of business scale instead of working our own, you know. So we receive additional resources, we receive additional expertise to accelerate our own growth path. So for us, it's a perfect match. And it's important to mention probably also at this time that we still preserve our company culture, our DNA, so to speak, right? So if you see all the subsidiaries of the ASG uh, powerhouse, 
I think every company is running their own PL and have the full responsibility just to manage their own PL. So, of course, we try to cross sell wherever we have cross selling activities and opportunities. But at the end of the day, every subsidiary has to manage their own business path. And that is what I like, you know. So, in a way, we are in a kind of also healthy internal competition, you know, because we see the results of other units, they see our results. But at the end of the day, we try to partner wherever possible. If we want to hire people on short notice, for example, in Asia, we can slip under the roof of ASG companies, you know, in order to accelerate our own growth. So that makes perfectly sense for us, vice versa, right? Or if we, for example, want to access aircraft, first of all, of course, we look into the fleet of our own group resources, whether it's a white body a passenger aircraft or cargo aircraft. So first of all, of course, we look into the group resource before we go uh, outside. Going forward, uh... Where will you make investment to improve your revenue and enhance your value proposition to your customers? I mean, we invest in all activities where we have our core strengths. It's an HMI leasing, it's in Magma Aviation, where over the next coming years, where we uh, will increase the capacity, our own convert capacity massively. We will increase also our footprint in within Trapco Global. So with live animal transportation, probably looking there into MLA activities. Also on the OBC side, where we look to branch out into other markets like Mexico, like Far East, like Middle East, for example. And we're also looking now into uh, selected partnerships with uh, customers, uh, but also suppliers. Eric, uh, Magma is fully owned by Chapman now. How important is to have your own control capacity and how aggressively do you pursue to increase that um, and give us a sense of the current fleet available to you and uh, do you intend to increase that uh, number of fleet? Yeah. You know, when I rejoined, we had four seven or seven uh, freighters running uh, on behalf of uh, Magma Aviation. So Magma Aviation is a aircraft, a white body aircraft management company, right? And we decided by uh, actually during the peak of the pandemic to take in a fifth uh, seven or seven despite of the high yeah. leasing rate. But we are looking long-term when it comes to magma. And own control capacity for us is of utterly important, strategic importance of the development of our entire group. So we want to rely on our own capacity. We want to build bespoke network around the globe based on uh, selected customer uh, requirements. So uh, looking forward now, as you know, uh, the ASG group will receive uh, 777 freighters. And we will take over those 777 freighters into the magma fleet concept. And then we will increase the fleet, hopefully over the next uh, couple of years, to fly not only 707-400 freighters, but also to fly 777-300 uh, freighters. So we will, we should have, in a couple of years, we should have uh, at least 10 uh, white body freighters under our own control. And then really produce a worldwide network based on that. So important for us to have own control capacity despite the risk, especially now if you look into the current uh, business environment, it's tough to get these wide-body aircrafts economically viable done. But uh, as I said, we have a long-term aspiration and uh, we have a good business model to make sure that this uh, aircraft will return what we have invested. Yeah. Have you identified the assets as well as 777-300ER? Uh, uh, are they converted freighter that you're looking at? Yes. Our uh, shareholder, Avia Solutions Group, have already identified the aircraft. The aircraft will be uh, converted uh, this year already. The first aircraft should join by Q4 2024, if all goes well with the conversion, 
because it's a great new conversion, 300 uh, passenger into freighter. And then followed by the year 2025, where we receive another two 777 freighters. And on every year, we should receive additional uh, 777 freighters. So that's all planned. That will give a great opportunity for Magma to just extend their business model. So let me just get it clear. So by 2030, probably you would have uh, 10 aircraft, which includes 747 as well as 777s. Yes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's the plan, yeah. Okay, Eric, I won't end the conversation with your reflection on digital transformation and the talent acquisition. Uh, how important it is to attract the right talent of various experience levels in an age of accelerating digital transformation trends of uh, global freight industry? And what does uh, Chapman Freeborn do in order to attract right talent? As you know, you know, our assets are really our people. So, and in our today's uh, business world, uh, change is the only constant, whether we like it or not, but that's the reality. So, in order, the reality is that you know, technology, as you know, is also constantly evolving. So, we have to meet that trend, you know, to stay ahead of the curve. We have adopted two, probably two strategies to safeguard our company in the future and to stay ahead. First of all is uh, to start upskilling our employees. I think this is of enormous importance for us. And essential for us to keep up with the latest trends of digital transformation. We are also on this digital uh, path now, building our own in-house systems because it's not available to buy it on the shelf. So we develop our own system. They are ready by end of next year uh, completely. So we just hired a highly skilled training program manager. So because we want to support uh, that we roll out our own tailored, let's say, aviation training program for all our people, especially people who are working on the touch points of our clients. So this is a great feature for us to ensure that uh, all employees, employees have access to the same development opportunities. At the same time, we want to hire the best talent in the industry. This is probably the most important component of our business success, getting the right people on board. I think in our group, these people will find great room to play their entrepreneurial skills and spirit and collaborate uh, with us. So everyone is hardly invited to join us. Uh, as you know, we want to grow fast and massively over the next couple of years. So we are happily inviting all uh, interesting people who have this Asian virus and uh, to join us in our dazzling group. Eric, uh, this was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raichi. Much appreciated. Thank you so much again. That was Eric Erbako, the Chief Executive Officer of Chapman Freeborn. That's it from us at Staff Media Group. We bring Cargo Masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back next Monday for a fresh episode.